What a delight to be here again. Happy New Year to all of you. You can say it back, Happy New Year. <laughs> yes, um, we're, that's gonna be our theme, looking at the past year, looking forward to the new year. And I just have to say amen to what we heard in the prayer. It covers a good part of what I'm gonna be saying and what we're reminded of in Psalm 46. That's our scripture reading, but let's begin with a word of prayer. Lord, we want to say what your servant Samuel said. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Amen. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength a very present help and trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord. How he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Congregation of Jesus Christ, on this last day of 2023, we think back on what has happened in 2023. I made a list, coups, military coups in Africa. A whole bunch of them. Civil war in Sudan. Azerbaijan seized a smaller neighbor. United States and China still have tensions between the two of them. Ukraine and Russia are still at war. Hamas attacked Israel. And that was part probably of a larger movement. Anti-Semitism in our world that's clearly on the rise. Here in America, sexual identity, transgender wars. Man, was there a lot of that crap this year. 
Unbelievable. Devastating earthquakes hit Turkey. And remember that submersible? A new kind of vacation? Extreme tourism. And that submersible imploded. I think the phrase of the psalmist, Psalm 46, verse 6, that I read that was mentioned in the prayer this morning, sums up what's going on in 2023 and probably what will continue in 2024. The nations rage and kingdoms totter. Now we're Christians. And Psalm 46 tells us a negative response to nations raging and kingdoms tottering. And it tells us a positive response. The negative response. We will not fear. We will not fear when nations rage and kingdoms totter. Now fear means to be in great distress, to be frightened, to be terrified, to panic, to sweat it. The psalmist looks at life in his day even as we just looked at life in our day. And he mentions three situations of kingdoms raging and nations tottering, but I will not fear. The first one, he looks at nature, verses 2 and 3. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Now, this picture from nature should be very familiar to us in this great and wondrous state of California. The state of mudslides, earthquakes, tremors, and high tides. And the scene is filled with havoc. The situation is unbelievable. Everything is in uproar. As the earth beneath the psalmist shifts, rolls, and slides, everything that seemed so important, belongings, appointments, vacation, work, suddenly are no longer important. And as the earth beneath them shifts and rolls and slides, life becomes insecure. But I will not fear. And then he describes another situation, Jerusalem. And you have to look closely at verses 4 to 7, but it pictures Jerusalem under attack. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, 
the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her. When the morning dawns, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Jerusalem is under attack. Egypt, Syria, Assyria, Babylon, the Philistines, the Medes and Persians, enemies galore. Attack follows attack. But I will not fear. And then a third situation, the battlefield. What a horrible picture. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. He tours the battlefield. And doesn't that look very similar to our pictures on TV of Iraq and Afghanistan and the Ukraine? Burnt out tanks, piles of broken guns, empty shell casings, wrecked airplanes. Chariots are overturned, bows and spears like broken on the ground, shields are half burned. You get the picture. No matter what happens, whether it's nature, whether it's my home and my city, whether it's foreign affairs or international affairs, I will not fear. And was that your response in 2023? Will that be your response in 2024? I don't know your individual situations and I don't know what will face myself and my family in the coming year. But let me mention different things. Death, cancer, bankruptcy, unemployment, heart attack, Alzheimer's, poverty, divorce, imprisonment, persecution, disability, family fights, seizures. A partial list. Can you say with the psalmist, I will not fear. I will not fear though nations rage and kingdoms totter. Now why? He starts off with the reason. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Now that word trouble in the Hebrew language is very, very interesting. It means to be restricted, to be tied up, to be cramped. To use modern language, the psalmist finds himself between a rock and a hard place. He's in a tight squeeze. And what happens then? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help 
when we're caught between a rock and a hard place. Three words we need to look at when we think about God here. First of all, God is our refuge. In the Old Testament, the mountaintops are described as a refuge for goats and for sheep. And a cave was a place of refuge for David and his men when they were hiding from King Saul. And as mountains and caves are a refuge for goats and sheep and for mankind, so was God a place of refuge, a place of safety, a secure place for his people. The second word that describes God is the word strength, which means God can exert great force and he can withstand great force. There is nothing he cannot do and nothing he cannot withstand. And his desire for his people is to use his strength to look after his people when they face trouble, when they're caught between a hard place and a rock. And we see that in the history of salvation. God was the strength of his people against Pharaoh in Egypt. And God was the strength of his people when they crossed the Jordan River after going through the wilderness for 40 years and they faced that city of Jericho. And the last word describing God is that word help. It actually means to provide. And remember Israel in the desert? Water came from a rock. They were thirsty, complaining. And six days of the week, manna rained down from heaven. Food and drink. He's their help. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the nations rage and kingdoms totter. And this theme is reinforced throughout the psalm. Go back to that scene of Jerusalem under attack. What is it that ultimately gives Jerusalem her safety? Here's the answer in the first part of verse 5. God is in the midst of her. And it's ratified by verses 7 and 11. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. It's somewhat interesting, as an aside, to think of God as the God of Jacob. What does that really mean? Jacob was a rascal. Don't ever forget that. A sinner through and through. An awful father. 
a wily son-in-law, a deceiving brother, not someone you would ever claim as a relative or want as a relative, a sinner like me and like you. And God says, I'm as God. The God who saves the worst of sinners. The God of Jacob. Do you remember the trip of Jesus and his disciples across the Sea of Galilee? There was a storm. The disciples were full of fear. Boy, were they frightened. And Jesus was snoozing away. And they woke him up. And he rebuked the storm. He rebuked the waves. And everything became still. And then he rebuked the disciples for their lack of faith. Why? When you have the Son of Man, the Son of God with you, asleep in the boat, why are you full of fear? For no place will be as safe as having Jesus with you. When God is with you, says the psalmist, when God in Christ is with you, you have nothing to fear. That's the negative response. Now the positive response. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms totter. Be still. Be still. Now I want to start this point with a word that I did not read in the Bible. Maybe you caught me not reading that word. It was there three times. I purposely missed it three times. The word Salah. Now get this. I'm supposed to skip it. And you are too when you read the Bible. When you read the Bible out loud at family devotions or to your kids or out loud to yourself. Because that word is an instruction to the reader. Stop. Pause. Take a breath. Be silent for a moment. So everyone, including you, can think about what has just been said or read. So you can reflect on what has been said or read. So you can gather your thoughts together for a moment. 
Salah, read scripture. And then comes the actual command, be still. Well, that's not a wish. It's not a prayer. It's a command from the Lord God Almighty, the God who made us, who loves us, who saves us in Christ. So it's not optional. It's not something you can take or leave. Be still before God. In the presence of God. You know, there are times when we are noisy before God. We bring our hallelujahs. We bring our praises. We bring our prayers. We bring our petitions. But there's a time to also be silent. Be still. When? When mountains fall and quake. When nations rage and kingdoms totter, or fast forward to today, when there's a nasty election, when the media twists facts and makes up false or fake news, when there is war and famine and disease, when inflation soars and the stock market falls, when times become tough, when you're caught between a rock and a hard place, shh, be still. In the Bible, many, many times there was silence just before judgment. I want to hold Jericho before you again. For six straight days, Israel marched around Jericho. And they were given a command. Don't shout. Don't talk. No war cry. silent. And on the seventh day, they walked around six times in total silence. The seventh time, they gave a mighty shout. The walls of Jericho came falling down. Silence before judgment. We read this morning a small excerpt from Revelation. And you know, in the first seven chapters of Revelation, heaven is a noisy place. Singing, hallelujahs, cries, prayers, There's the angels and the archangels and the seven stars and the seven spirits before the throne. 
There's the souls of the redeemed. Noisy. And then comes chapter 8. When the Lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Hmm. Why? What has happened? It's been so noisy before this. And understand this to be complete silence. Total silence. Everything that's been going on in heaven has come to a stop. All the noise, all the music, all the prayers, all the movement, it comes to an end. Last week, my wife and I went to see a movie, Napoleon. I wouldn't bother going if I were you. It was a disappointment. And we were busy talking and so on, and and it was announced the movie's going to start, and we stopped talking. A couple of Sundays ago, we went to a festival of carols and readings. And before that, we were talking, visiting. It was about to start. A hush falls on the audience. That's what Revelation is describing. The main event is about to start. It's about to happen. The curtain is about to raise. Silence before judgment. We're called to be silent before we stand before the throne of God. But not just God's people, unbelievers too. The nations that rage and the kingdoms that totter. The governments of China and Russia and the Muslim world that hates God and hates the gospel and hates the church. Be still. Be quiet. Our media today, that's no longer a friend of the ever were. That hates the truth. Be still. Now why? Be still and know. Know. Now there's really so little true knowledge today. By that I mean there is hardly any certainty anymore. I'm sure like me you are aware of the fact that American history is busy being rewritten. There's no truth anymore. Truth is what you want it to be, what you say it is. And what was true yesterday may not be true today and certainly won't be true tomorrow. Be still and know. Know what? And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. 
when nations and kingdoms totter and fall, when the earth quakes and shakes, one of the proper responses is to be still and know God. To hear him, to fear him, to come to love him more. Now, as an aside, just for a moment, I believe this is why God allowed COVID to happen. Remember how everything came to a screeching stop and freeways suddenly were empty and life became way more quiet than it was before? What an opportunity for people to come to know God. Probably most didn't, did they? Be still and know that I am God. And that's the most important knowledge in the world, isn't it? More important than knowing the formula for a COVID vaccine. More important than knowing the periodic table or the alphabet. More important than knowing exactly what the stock market is going to do in the next year. Knowing God is the most wonderful and most important experience anyone can ever have. Be still and know that I am God. What kind of God? The psalmist told us. The God who is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. The God who breaks the bow and shatters the spear and burns the shields with fire. The God who saves us in the Lord Jesus Christ. We needed to hear that in 2023. We need to hear that in 2024. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. God! Not the government. Not the pharmaceutical companies, not medical science, not Presidents Trump or Biden, not Congress, not the Supreme Court, not the Constitution, not the Bill of Rights, not our kids, not our parents, not our grandparents, not our intelligence, not our hard work. Be still and know God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Be still. Now, how do we do that? How did we do that in 2023? How do we do that in 2024? Well, what are we doing right now? I'm talking about the Sabbath. I'm talking about worship. Sunday is meant to be a day of rest and worship. A day to settle down, to be quiet, to be still. I'm not talking about shut up and sit down and do everything else like that. But to contemplate, to meditate, to be still and quiet 
before what is truly important in life. That's what Sunday is meant for. And yet I am told Sunday is now the busiest shopping day of the week. The day most people do their laundry and iron the shirts and clean the house. The day that students do their homework. And sometimes even among sincere, Christ-confessing, God-believing Christians. Sunday can be a day that's too busy. Not enough time to reflect. Our worship has been designed with moments of silence. We start at the service with a time of meditation, preparing our hearts for worship. Quite often in our prayer, we have a time of silence where we can confess our sins to God. Silence during the offering. Silence before and after the Lord's Supper. And I hope you don't think that those are times in which, oh boy, I can read the bulletin, file my nails, talk to my neighbor, or daydream. Mm -mm. Times that we can be still to meditate on God. And guess what? We need to have times like that at home too. A quiet time. A devotion time. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. How do you respond? I will not fear. Shh. Be still. Let us pray. Lord, our world is a world of upheaval. And many times our own lives reflect that. But let us listen to the psalmist. Let us listen to your word. Keep us from fear. Because you are the God of Jacob. Our refuge and strength and help. And let us be silent before you knowing you, loving you, worshiping you. In Jesus' name, amen.